Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. Uh, to tell new one is one ESPN radio broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula highway 83 and Sealy online at KurtzPolaris.com. If you want to call three, two, nine, one, eight, nine, nine is the phone number. All guests join us via the Rangers brothers RV phone line. And you can also give us a shout, uh, on the, uh, on the, uh, social medias at one Oh two, nine ESPN and Twitter and Instagram at Gus to tell at Skyline sports on Twitter as well. If you want to listen live, you can do that at the website, 1029ESPN.com. Stream brought to us by Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. So, Coulter, we'll, t- we'll touch on those games a little bit. want to remind everybody, coming up in about 30 minutes from now, I will be reading a poem. It is the payment that I owe for the Packers' loss on Sunday to Sean, Rang- R- Sean Rainey's Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, we had a bet on that game. The winner got to write a poem that the loser had to read on air. I will be paying this debt in about 30 minutes. A poem from the great and wondrous artist of our day, Sean Ray. Uh, so uh, stick around for that. We also, in this segment, going to be giving you the word of the day uh, to win a keg to uh, a keg from Great Burn Brewing and a keg Raider from Fred's Appliance. We're giving that away on Friday. So uh, check that out here. And remember, go check out the social medias which I referenced earlier at 1029 ESPN. Tickets to the Battle for the Little Brown Stein. Grizzlies Idaho tickets going to be given away there. Uh, this week we'll have details forthcoming on that. Okay, Coulter, we got all these games going on, Kansas Duke and so forth, but right now uh, Montana State getting ready to open their season in Logan, Utah, against the Utah State Aggies. And Utah State boys and girls in the AP Top 25 17th in the coaches poll 19th this is a top 20 team in the nation utah state right now and danny sprinkle 
Baptism by fire. I mean, this guy's been around, obviously, for, for a very long time, playing for Montana State, coaching a bunch of different places. But as a head coach, first game, go on the road to Utah State, one of the great mid-major programs in America. And uh, welcome to the 2019-2020 basketball season, Danny Sprinkle and the Montana State Bobcats, right? I mean, no, Tyler. I mean, this... Montez State opened up against Utah State last year, and it was an incredibly deflating, I think, eye-opening loss for Montez State. They lost by 30 on their home floor. In in Bozeman, They got absolutely routed. And uh, Utah State, by all accounts, is even better. I mean, Sam Merrill's back for his senior year. He's on the Wooden Award watch list. Uh, He's a tremendous guard, one of the smoothest guards you'll find. Uh, The other name that I think people will notice is Alfonso Anderson. Alfonso Anderson was a big-time recruit out of Garfield High School in Tacoma, Washington for Travis DeCure. And Alfonso Anderson came to University of Montana, and he had a little bit of a lingering knee injury, and there was some dispute on whether he should redshirt or not. And I can't remember if he wanted to and they didn't want him to or if it was the other way around. He wanted to. I don't know. Whatever happened, there was a fracturing in the communication. Alfonso Anderson left right away, went to North Idaho College, mm-hmm. now he's at Utah State. But he's a guy that Montana could use right now for sure, but he's a very, very good player, a six foot six guy who is sort of a, a combo forward. He can facilitate. He can score on the block. So at Utah State, they have a lot of talent, and this is going to be a tough first game for uh, Danny Sprinkle and the Bobcats, and I think that's going to be a tough non-conference just in general. You know, any they have so many new guys. Harold Frey is obviously the main returner. Lynn Ricketts, another guy that got significant minutes a year ago. But anybody that is a returner, they're going to have to learn how to play without Tyler Hall. And anybody that is a newcomer, they're going to have to learn how to play Division One basketball. And they're <laughs> all going to have to learn how to play under a first-time head coach. So right. I think that Montana State's probably in for a lot of growing pains. I will not take anything out of this game tonight. I expect Montana State to get destroyed, and I think that that's fine. I don't think they should take anything out of it either. I think they should just yeah. be like, hey, this is – I mean, straight up, this is the best team Montana State's going to play this year. So they should just take it for what it's worth and just, you know try to get better through the lens of themselves rather than saying, hey, if we go lose in Logan by you know, 25-30 – you can't make too big of a deal out of that. Right. Uh, this game at 8 o'clock, by the way, it is on Root Sports. So if you're looking for it on television, you can see that. Uh, but, you know, Harold Frey, obviously, you know, the the straw that stirs the drink for this team. And, you know, the senior point guard who has uh, just been absolutely outstanding, especially especially last season, frankly. And, and uh, we expect him to be that as well. You get a guy like Layden Ricketts who can really fill it up uh, on the outside. And you throw in, you know, a couple guys. Zeke Quinlan, I thought, was had some very nice flashes, yep. minutes uh, at times last year and certainly has the physical assets and, and some of the skill to be able to play at this level. But your point is is absolutely well taken. How many guys need to play together for the first time and really play for real for the first time in some in some of their cases in, in, in the course of their career? Let's hear from Danny Sprinkle uh, a little bit here. F- again, Back at his alma mater, his first head coaching job at Montana State, uh, where he where he was such a great basketball player, discussing what it's like to be back in Bozeman. The most surreal thing is just thinking that it was 20 years ago. I mean, it feels like literally it was yesterday. And, you know, you're walking down the hall, you know, you're seeing, you know, a picture of Nico or, you know, you see and you just think how much stuff has happened in that 20 years. And that that's the most surreal part of it. It's awesome walking those halls, you know, and walking into brick breeding every day, even when it's empty and just kind of walking through there. 
and that that is that is kind of a cool thing for him because he can walk through an empty brick breeding field house and it's never empty to him. He always has the history, the memories. You can stand on spots of the floor and remember when this happened, remember when that happened. And I think that that is there isn't a lot of that that's available for Montana State men's basketball. And so for him to be the guy exactly. that can bring that, uh, I think is is an important factor that really not a lot of guys have ever been able to. And so we'll see if he can convert that, particularly in the recruiting trail, into getting guys there. Speaking of recruiting, you got to sell him on the place on both the, uh, the town and the school. This is what he has to say about MSU. For a college environment, I think it's a pretty it's a tough place to be. You know, if you want a, a complete college atmosphere and experience, you know, I I put Montana State up with anybody in the country. Skiing and burgers, boom! Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, you know what? What else do you need? Montana State's roster already has a gigantic international feel, and they haven't even played a game under Danny Sprinkle in their exhibition game. I think they rolled out one starter from America. I mean, they, they were, I mean, they're playing multiple guys from London, multiple guys from Canada. Obviously, Harold Frey is from Norway. They got guys on the roster from Germany. They got guys on the roster from, you know, Miles City, Montana. You know, so they, it's a all. I mean, they have, they have a guy from Spain. They have a guy from Austria. So it's already an international feel, and to me, that's the right way to do it. Montana State's been trying for twenty years to be like Montana. That's not what they need to do. They need to try to be like Montana. They need to be like try to be like South Dakota State, or they need to try to be like a Midwest team. Mm. Recruit to Bozeman. Recruit guys that don't mind living in the mountains. I mean, Harold Frey is not freaking out over the winter in no. Bozeman, Montana, because he's from Oslo, Norway. Kids from Los Angeles freak out over the winter in Bozeman, Montana. <laughs> they do. No. They do. So you know, it's interesting. What you said, I think, is a great point too. I don't know how the Danny Sprinkle hire is going to work out. I like Danny Sprinkle personally a lot. I think he's a very nice guy. I think he's a very uh, charismatic dude. I think he's very, very, very driven and focused to win at his alma mater. But I think it was absolutely the hire that you had to make because he's the only guy. Montana State hasn't been in the NCAA tournament since 1996. He's the only dude from that squad that's still involved in basketball on a coaching level. I mean, Nico Harrison, who he referenced there, He's an executive at Nike. He's not trying to become a head coach at Montana State. It's not happening. You know, Scott Hatler, the great point guard. When he's in private business in, in Great Falls, it's not happening. You know, Quadre Lawless, not in coaching. So, I mean, Danny Sprinkle is the dude. And he's not only is he an all-big sky player formerly, but he also is from Montana, too. So he can talk the talk when it comes to the boosters and the fundraising and all that. So if it doesn't work out, I think it should be in indicative to the Montana State people just how hard it is to win at Montana State. But who knows? It, the, the quest towards it working out, it begins tonight. I don't think they're going to have a breakthrough tonight, but I do think that he does have some potential as the head coach of Montana State. Well, when it comes to working out, if you're going to talk about it in, in terms that I think are reasonable, you talk about it at the Big Sky Conference level, and the top of the Big Sky Conference is the University of Montana and also uh, Weber State. I mean, those have been... It's recently been Montana, but if you go back in over the past decade, or really over the past long run, it's been Weber State and Montana. Those are the two that have been on the top uh, throughout. How do you close the gap if you're Montana State between where you're at and where you've been and where those schools are? Here's what Danny Sprinkle had to say. You have to be able to defend them. You have to be able to rebound with them. Those two programs, they have the belief. You know, they have reason to believe. we gotta, we got to develop that belief, and that belief doesn't just – happen by writing some slogan down on the wall. Uh, it's a daily grind. I think that's 
Probably true. I mean, like you gotta you gotta cultivate that over time and uh, and prove that you belong. I mean, that's what Montana State has beat Montana one time in the past five years, ten tries, if if not more, longer, like right? ten. So they beat yeah. them twice in the last ten years, which is the same as a matter of ratios mm. as once in the last five. Babo, teaching my daughter math, man. You know, I'm dialed in on this fraction stuff. Anyhow, uh, there you go. So Danny Sprinkle and Montana State opening again. That game tipping off in just under three hours from now, 8 o'clock Mountain. Uh, and I'll, uh, I'll look forward to seeing this game, seeing who rolls out there, seeing how they play. You know, one guy also that we didn't mention, Devin Kirby, if he can put it together to be, you know, the guy that, that he has the potential to be in a 6'11 frame and, you know, great, you know, athleticism, but Often guys who are that tall, they're a little bit of, uh, you know, kind of the, the baby deer thing, trying to get their balance and just their movements around. But he really, especially, you know, f- with him and Harold Frey hooking up around the basket, they had something working out last year. And so those two, you know, he's a guy who's who's going to be far more, he's just, he's taller and more capable around the rim than just about anybody you're going to find in the Big Sky Conference. Does he have the strength? Does he have some of the the hand-eye coordination type of stuff to really have that be impactful at this level? That's what's to be determined. But if he does, that that it would be a big, big piece, uh, literally and otherwise, for Montana State there. The Grizzlies, they open at Stanford tomorrow night, uh, and it's... A, a, a bit of unknown with the Grizzlies as well as they graduate one of the uh, all-time classes uh, from from Montana basketball. Obviously, we know about the four seniors who uh, you know all finished their careers together last year, and the most wins in any two-year span in the history of Montana basketball have happened in the last two seasons. They still, though, have a number of very good players anchored by Saeed Pridget, who you know is a first-team All-Conference player in this preseason, but. Complimentary guys, Kendall Manuel comes to mind, Gerald Sa- Jared Samuelson's re-entry into the program. And by the way, I thought this was interesting. I don't know if you kind of picked up on this, but we will have for you the ESPN roundtable tomorrow. Chris Cobb and Zach Payne, two uh, of the assistant coaches. Chris, Chris Cobb, of course, been here the entire time as the associate head coach with uh, Travis Secure at the University of Montana and Zach Payne in his first year. But they, they kind of made a point of it to talk more than one time about Jared Samuelson in that roundtable that we did, which we'll have for you tomorrow on the show. And, you know, he's a guy who left on circumstances. It was not, they, they, he obviously did not leave on bad terms with the University of Montana. There's some other things going on in his life that said, you know, after he was here and had been playing and playing really effectively in his first year uh, of eligibility for the Grizzlies to leave and go back to MSU Billings and now as a senior. Rocky returns, Mountain College. Oh, Rocky Mountain, excuse me. But returns all the way back and now is going to finish his career with the Grizz. How big of an impact will he be a little hard to say, you know, at this point, uh, but certainly a guy who has done it before with the University of Montana uh, and uh, and obviously Mac Anderson as well. So there's uh, Timmy Falls. There's guys who have played, who have played minutes, but it's going to be a whole new hierarchy, which maybe is a good thing, but also you got to work guys in who really haven't played and a lot of young guys as well for Travis Secures Club uh, this season, right? How does Timmy Falls deal with an elevated role? Can he become a primary ball handler rather than just a spot minutes bench spark off the bench. Kendall Manuel is likely going to be relied upon to be Montana's second leading scorer. I don't think he's going to get the, I think he'll probably be somewhere in the third or fourth in terms of shot attempts, 
But because he's going to shoot a ton of threes, because there's going to be a lot of inside-out with Syed Pridgett and Jared Samuelson in the paint, I think that Kendall Manuel is going to get a lot of three-point attempts, which mm. is a good thing because he's their best shooter. But six-point-per-game score expected to be more like a 12- to 14-point-per-game score. Can he make that jump? Is Josh Vasquez mature and ready enough to take over some of those primary ball handling duties if Timmy Falls isn't steady enough? What's the ceiling for Eddie Egan? Is he as advertised? Can he be a poor man's Michael Ogine? Can he be the defensive stopper, the energy guy that Montana needs? Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do, so I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber-secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. What sort of contribution are they going to get from Yagi Selchuk? He's a kid that transferred here at semester last year. He'll be eligible at semester this right. year. He has to wait one calendar year, right. right? And so that comes up as we're headed closer to conference play. Well, he's just, I mean, at this level, guys that are 6'8 or taller usually are kind of clunky. Either that or they're just big like Jamar Coe. Yeah, he's Selchuk is a, is a, he's a smooth-looking athlete. I mean, he, he, he runs well. He moves well. He can pick and pop. He can shoot a little bit. We liked him watching him in practice last and year. Here's what I'd say about, about Selchuk as best as I can understand it. When I went and watched him play, I was like, okay, he, yeah, he looks pretty good. Then somebody told me he was 6'8", and I said, no chance. No chance he's 6'8", right. because he doesn't look like a 6'8 guy, not because he's small. He's actually he's broad-shoulder big kid, yeah. but the way he moves and what he was up to, you thought, okay, this is like a 6'4", kind of a stretch guard type of guy, and then you find out, how could this guy be 6'8"? That is serious now. Can Mac Anderson take the next step? Because right. I think we love the potential of Mac Anderson. Mm-hmm. He's got to make the dots connect, yes. though. Yes. Because being a sort of wily, inconsistent, but sometimes electric freshman is great. But now you're a sophomore. Can you stay out of foul trouble? Can you become an elite rim protector? Can, can you straight up just do the things like catch the ball in transition? I mean, if Mac Anderson can just run the floor and catch the ball in transition, he's going to get himself a couple dunks a game because he's that sort of athlete. Yeah, he's a great athlete. Great athlete. He's just got to put it all together. But it's not uncommon that a guy like him, for lack of a better word, he was just a little bit uncoordinated. Yeah. But it's well, because he grew six inches. <laughs> I mean, Mac Anderson went from JV basketball to six foot nine D1 prospect in a year and then was playing as a true freshman a year later. And so And he also was not really, really integrated in the defensive rotation. What I mean is he yeah. you he he had to think about okay, where's the next place I gotta go? Where's the next rotation to make? That progressed as the season went along. Uh but you know, that's obviously where it starts for 
for the cure-led team is on that defensive end. And then finally, what sort of contributions? Who do they? T- I, I, I expect Josh Vasquez, the three freshmen that they brought in, I expect Josh Vasquez to play. I also expect Kyle Owens to play. Will Derek Carter-Hollinger play? I'm not sure. Here, I, he's a guy that's physically mature, but I, I'm not sure. And then the last question I have is, does Nassim Gaskin get his waiver? I think they're going to wait up to the, the 11th hour on this thing. He's a transfer from the University of Utah. Kendall Manuel got his waiver two days before the season. Well, here we are. They start tomorrow. So I guess if we don't know now, we're probably not going to know until then, and, and we'll see. But Nassim Gaskin could be one of Montana's straight-up best players. He could be one of the better players in the league if he gets his waiver right away. So we'll see on that as well. Uh, one guy who I think a lot of Grizz fans are interested in seeing is Eddie Egan. Yeah. Uh, he is a redshirt freshman, and he was, you know, uh, probably the best cheerleader on the team last year, I would say. Did a lot of dancing there in the khakis and all that. But he's going to get his opportunity. Travis DeCure was asked about Eddie Egan, and this is redshirt freshman year. I think it helped a lot. I, you're not, not only was he being guarded by him, but he had to try and stay in front of him on the other side of the ball, and that was very difficult. So it was a long year for him as a red shirt. Um, and I, I don't know how often he'll see matchups with that type of speed. Um, and, and so I thought that, you know, that, that, that was he did about as good as any guard's going to do with a red shirt year in terms of getting stronger and gaining weight. And now he gets a chance to go out and see what, what, how much he's improved and how close he is to game ready. The question, the question was, because last year, Eddie Egan had to go against Ahmad Rory and Michael Ogine all day, every day. And I had, no, I had no impression of what I thought of him because I was I told myself right away after watching practice, I'm like, I'm not going to evaluate this kid because it's just not fair. Yeah. And he's going against the two of the of the best guards in the entire league, and he's a freshman. So, you know, it's not a fair evaluation of the kid. I was impressed with him during the scrimmage. He brings good energy. And Travis mentioned him putting on some weight, too. He's up to 198 pounds, so that's up about 15 pounds since mm-hmm. he got to Missoula. So maybe the added strength. Like you said, he's a great. he was a great spark, a great celebrator, a great teammate. Can he bring that enthusiasm out of the floor? Travis, the cure on guys in general being in new roles. The best thing they can do is just come out and let it rip a little bit and then learn from it. A.K.A. don't play scared. Go out, see what you got. Here's the thing is, you go to play at Stanford. Stanford is coming off of their international trip. You get one international trip every four years. So basically, you can kind of key in on one class that you're pumped up about that you really want to kind of bring together. First of all, you get like five additional games. I don't know how many additional practices, but also... You get two two weeks of additional practices. We know, too, though, Coulter, how important chemistry is and just gelling. And the international trip has proven to be a place where a lot of teams use that as a time to just bond as a group as uh, you know as a team and as a you know as they say as a family and this is the class that Stanford has chosen to use that on which also means just as a matter of fact they are way ahead of everybody in games played time spent together practice time and all of that point being all I was going to say is this tonight or tomorrow night excuse me for Montana much like Montana State is it's not a practice it's live but it is still a from the coach's standpoint, I think a slotted out who who can who doesn't shy away from the bright lights who do, who isn't afraid to go into you know a Pac-12 environment and play a road game and and uh, you know not just play well but play unafraid and those are two different things. I mean, often they go hand in hand. If you play scared, you don't play very well. That's almost certain. But you can play. You can play tenacious basketball and still not play very well. But that, to me, would be the more telling thing. 
guys going in there who are not afraid of the moment, who are not afraid of the of of the uh, environment that they're in, and with a guy, a bunch of guys who again, this is going to be a very young team, and even guys who are a little more senior who still haven't played necessarily a ton of minutes uh, outside of you know a couple of guys, Manuel and Saeed Pridget most notably. So it is that time of year though, Coulter. I'm so pumped up about it. Make no mistake, too. I mean, Stanford's a Pac-12, and, and Utah State's way better than Stanford. Oh, yeah. Oh. Way better. Wait, wait, wait. I mean, Stanford's picked ninth or 10th, depending on which poll you look at, in, to, the, in Pac. the Pac-12. They have not been very good since Mike Montgomery moved on. They've been really trying to figure out how to refine their niche. So, we'll see. I mean, we just went through all the individual guys and all the intriguing storylines on this Grizz team. But to me, the number one storyline is how do, what sort of coach is Travis DeCure and how does Travis DeCure coach with a team that doesn't have established veterans save a few guys? When Travis DeCure first came to the University of Montana, he had Jordan Gregory and Martin Bruining. That's the roster he inherited. Then he built his own roster, and they had that one lull year where those guys were kind of sitting out or getting acclimated to the program. And then once they had Ahmad Rory and Jamarico and Mike, I mean, you know, and Michael Ogine had blossomed and they still had Bobby Moorhead and yada, 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 you know, all these transfers and all these other guys, but they haven't, they, they've had veteran guys and go-to guys. And now Saeed Bridget, it's his chance to be that guy. But largely this is going to be a developmental type of mm-hmm. roster. Chris Calvin told us that he was very excited about that element of it. But how does DeCure navigate? Yeah. Because this could be a team that just never stops getting better. Or it could be a very frustrating non-conference. We'll see. Yeah. All right. Well, very good. Basketball has begun, boys and girls. And game's on right now on ESPN Television. And again, Montana State, Utah State tonight. That is on the uh, uh, Root Sports. And then the Grizzlies on the road at Stanford uh, tomorrow evening to get things started. Told you we'd do the word of the day in this segment. So guess what? Man of my word, am I not? <coughs> I am reading a poem after this as a form of debt payment. So uh, we'll give you the word of the day right now. 208184 is the phone number. You text the word of the day to 2008184. What do you win? How about this? A keg and a kegerator. <laughs> that's a that's a win-win, I think is what you call that. Kegerator from Fred's Appliance, a keg from Great Burn Brewing. We're going to give this away on Friday. You can enter every single day. The more days that you enter, the more chances you're going to have to have your number picked. 329, excuse me, 200 is the phone number. The word of the day today, hoops. Hoops. Basketball season, it's going on. Hoops to 200-8184. I lost a bet to Sean Rainey because my Green Bay Packers lost to the Los Angeles Chargers. I now have to read a poem that he wrote. I will read it to you and cry next. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. 
The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call very simple, easily memorizable number 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home even when you're not. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Hi, how are you? Ryan Tutel, Colton Juana's here some sports news for you. After months of speculation and anticipation, Missoula's minor league baseball team has a new name. After 20 years as the Osprey, the Garden City's Pioneer League affiliate is now the Missoula Paddleheads. The team still plans on wearing Osprey and Missoula Timberjacks gear throughout the upcoming season. The Class AA High School playoffs basically went chalk in the first round with every team with a better record and all but one higher seed moving on. Missoula Sentinel posted a 45-7 win over Billings Skyview and will play Billings Senior Friday in Missoula. Senior ended Missoula Hellgate season with a 41-13 victory. The other quarterfinal matchups feature Kalispell Glacier at Butte, Helena Capital at Billings West, and Helena High at Bozeman. The Hawks defeated Missoula Big Sky to end the Eagles season. In Class A, three Southwestern A teams are among the final eight, including Hamilton, who will host Billings Central in a rematch of last year's state title game on Saturday. Frenchtown posted a 34-7 win over Whitefish to move into the quarterfinals and a matchup with the Eastern A top seed, Miles City. Dillon will host Haver and Laurel host Libby in the other two quarterfinal matchups. And Class B, Missoula Loyola is into the round of eight after posting a 20-0 win over Huntley Project in Warden on Saturday. The Rams will take on Manhattan, who beat Loyola 26-14 in Missoula earlier this season. And Florence will take on top-seeded Fairfield after a dominant win over Shepard. some games over the course of an NFL season, but the Chargers? Really? The Chargers. It's Tutel Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Outstanding to be with you on this Tuesday afternoon. Thanks for being with us. We're broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy. Online at KurtzPolaris.com. Uh, okay, Coulter. The reckoning has come. I uh, I made a bet with Sean Rainey, our buddy Sean Rainey from ABC Fox Television from SWX uh, last week was on the show. He is a big Chargers fan. I am a big Packers fan. The Packers played the Chargers. The Packers are better than the Chargers. The Packers lost to the Chargers on Sunday. And so the bet was the winner writes a poem that the loser has to read on air. I have in my hand the... I think this is the first poem ever written by Sean Rainey, if I've got the cadences correct, <laughs> uh, which is against me. I will go over here because I'm still going to do this in style. If you're watching on SWX television or on our YouTube channel, get my Packer uh, hat on here. So here we go. Uh, my payment, my debt to society, the poem that Sean Rainey has written for me to read on air because of my lost bet. Here we go. First of all, the fact that I am having to read this is so unforeseen. Not only did my Packers lose, they lost by 15. To say Rivers outplayed Rodgers would be putting it mild. After that game, A-Rod has a new nickname, Philip Rivers' 10th child. <laughs> That's a good line. 
Rogers the goat? Yeah, right. He couldn't even win this silly bet. If he wants to win something, maybe he should go on the Bachelorette. Maybe I'm wrong, but everything with Aaron always seems like a saga. What I do know is he'll be having nightmares of Joey Bosa dominating Bulaga. Bosa and Ingram just sacks on sacks on sacks. Aaron Rodgers looking at them like, come on, guys, relax. Packers fans with playoffs on their mind, hoping they can go deep. Ha, thinking they make it past the first round is nothing but a Lambo leap. If the Packers were a stock, I'd advise you to sell. They're nothing but pretenders like Ryan Tutel. Speaking of those radio guys, always talking like, hey, listen to me. Well, we know they're just jealous of those who were on TV. Ironic, as I parenthetically include, that we are on TV. Back, the final line. But we can't all be winners like Sean Rainey, so he says. Instead, we're all losers reading this poem on Tutel and Nuanez. Well done, Rainey. Uh, let me just, if I might, take that and give that a little shred. I mean, the fact that he shred. made it all about sports was uh, incredibly disappointing to me and also duly impressive. I thought it was very good that he would figure out a ways to rhyme with Balaga. I mean, he got a lot of different names in there. Then I also wanted him to rip Wanda. your character to shreds. Yeah. I did not want him to just talk about this dumb game. Here's the thing that he knows, though. Given our place of... of oh, yeah, right. We can do 30-minute segments as retorts. But the other thing is, is that if I say bad things about the Packers, which I've just done, there's a good chance I don't have a job tomorrow. Like, I'm, this might have been my last show, you know, when I go out and I say stuff like that. Anyway, uh, you know, don't let them say that I don't pay my bets. I still owe you a burned shirt uh, from you two do. years ago. And I still owe you some uh, cocktails. You do. All right. So, so I still don't get why the Chargers are bad. Can someone tell me? Give me one reason. Well, but poor coaching? Let me just say it succinctly. They're the Chargers. Like no, where see this, just, there's so many there's so many dumb narratives in sports. That's one of them. What do you mean? Like the Chargers have been above average for most of the time. They're always disappointing, or what? Yes, they have found more ways to lose in more horrific fashion. Doesn't everybody all find team. ways to lose besides like this the dynasty franchises no. like the Packers and Steelers? And Some teams Patriots? just lose. Some teams are losers. Some teams just get beat. Well, okay, Chargers, wouldn't you rather have that? Well, excuse me, wouldn't you rather be the Chargers than the... I'd rather be the wouldn't Packers. You rather be, you'd rather be... Totally. But wouldn't you rather be disappointed than be the Browns? No. No. Why? Because then you at least win sometimes. No. 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 Don't don't sit here and tease me with, oh, we're good. What? what Philip Rivers has the most career starts in the history of the NFL for someone true? who's never played in the Super Bowl. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine. I mean, is it? I mean, you're always telling me if Aaron Rodgers only... What's Philip Rivers' history? Well, he's never been in the argument, so... Right, okay. The well, only that's... reason he's in the argument is because he's played for 20 years, so he's got stats to like somehow poke his way in there, but Philip Rivers has never been in the top five quarterbacks in the NFL. I he's did... always been in the top 10, but never in the top five. The Aaron Rodgers being Philip Rivers' 10th child was a great line. It was It was a great line. I still yes, don't... Okay, like... I know it's not all about name brand players, but the Chargers have, if you believe Philip Rivers is still a good quarterback, a good quarterback. They have multiple good receivers. They have multiple good running backs. I know Melvin Ingram has been 
disappointing and the holdout and all that. He's still a good player. They have multiple good edge rushers on defense. They have, I mean, I know Thomas Davis is washed, but he's still he's an NFL veteran who's a borderline Hall of Famer. I, I just I just don't get it. Well, but that's but that is the point. The point is that you don't get it, and not because you don't get it, because it's impossible to understand why they are who they are and why they do what they do almost all the time. Even last year, I mean, they had a great. What were they? Twelve and four last year. But couldn't figure it out to actually win the division, get a wild card, and I don't. I, which I, which then they got absolutely. Uh, they they beat up Baltimore. Remember that defense that just went in and just absolutely just asphyxiated Lamar Jackson, the Baltimore Ravens. They win that game, and then pff, curtains. That's it. So I mean, and one playoff win is. I mean, I mean, I don't know. Start the parade now for the Chargers. I guess you know. Uh, by the way, it's also worth mentioning this right now, Coulter, but in our league with Sean Rainey Fantasy, you and I went head-to-head, and I did win. Lisa Nance. Yep. Well, if you can't figure out your own ESPN login, I mean, I I don't know what to tell you. It seems like a fairly shallow, you know, scapegoat. I mean, you guys like peer pressure me into doing these things, and oh, of course I want to do them with you because I think they're going to be fun, and then they're just never fun. It's not fun. Like if I'm going to play, good. it's like I golf. am good. I'm no. winning all my other leagues. Want to know why? Because I'm invested in it. Because it costs two hundred dollars, not twenty bucks. You want to gamble? Let's roll. Oh, so you, so what you're saying is you would be better at what you're doing here if you had put a hundred and fifty dollars. Yes, because I would actually care. No. Also, it was my first time ever doing an auction draft, and I admittedly was the worst person in the draft. I spent all my money on one guy, and he's hurt. Draft is at two o'clock. Of course, you decided to make a tea time for one thirty-five. Oh, and stop. then you are driving out to Sean's house to do the draft. Call me at one fifty-eight. Okay, how does an auction draft work? Maybe there ahead of time. Wouldn't have actually helped no, me. No, 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 Looking and understanding how to do the thing would have helped you. No, having done it before would have helped me. You did. I'm an experience-based learner. You did. There win is no the way that you guys name competition. I, I did. Uh, that's surprising. The Dead Rock Miners. Very, very impressive. Anyways, congratulations on your tie win. I don't know. Whatever you want. Let me light you on fire. We can call it all good. No, no. I did win. I haven't even I care so little that I haven't even looked. I didn't even know what the score was until you told me via text that we were tied and therefore I haven't checked again and had no idea we lost. It's a good tact. I like the way you're going with this. It's two tell nuanas, one oh two nine ESPN radio. Basketball season is beginning. We'll get you set for what we got coming up right now. First of all, it's three versus four, and then after that, it's one versus two, and also the college football rankings coming out, interestingly enough, ahead of their one versus two, Alabama, LSU on Saturday. We'll get you set for all of it right after this. Hey, been telling you about this a little bit. Got to go online to MissoulaAutoDetailing.com and set an appointment right now with Shine Auto Detailing. Why do you want to get your car detailed? Well, looks great. It's organized. Feels good to drive around in a nice-looking car. And also, they will take care of your car through the winter to make sure that all the salt and sand on the roads is protected. They're going to put a ceramic coating around the bottom of your car, around the outsides, to make sure that you don't have chips, that you don't have 
uh, infiltration of salt into the engine, all that kind of stuff. You go online, again, MissoulaAutoDetailing.com. There's no confusing pricing. All the prices are easily listed right there. You can know exactly what you're getting. And you schedule a deluxe detail. They're going to give you a free uh, headlight restoration, especially now, a lot of darkness going on. Make sure you can see with your good headlights. Get all that film off of there. Headlight restoration, seventy-five dollar value for free when you get a schedule. Uh, when you get a deluxe detail, Shine Auto Detailing online, MissoulaAutoDetailing.com. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed, I do. So I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. Right now, 428 left in the first half. The third-ranked Kansas Jayhawks are three points back of the fourth-ranked Duke Blue Devils, 22-25 in uh, about five minutes left in the first half there. So we will get you out to that game uh, again uh, as soon as we're done here. And you can go, you know, enjoy a little bit of college basketball, uh, the first day of college basketball here on ESPN Radio. Uh, Coulter, Michigan State is the number one team in the nation uh, in uh, the preseason polls and all that. People talk about the fact that the that college basketball only matters in March and people only care about the playoffs and all that kind of stuff. And this is an example of why college football gets it so right, you know, because the 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 the, the, the regular season is so important. First of all, I think it's just an awful, awful, awful argument in every way because you just can't compare basketball to football. It's so much more about the number of games played than anything else. But if you want to talk to me about what's great about college basketball, especially in the regular season, how's the first night of the season, three versus four and one versus two, grab you? Let me know when that ever happens, ever, in college football. It only incidentally is happening because the top two teams in the nation this weekend are in the same conference and have to play each other, LSU and Alabama, which is going to be great. But you know what? It would be great anyways. I can't wait for that football game, certainly. But... The point is, is that this is this is fun, and these teams want to play each other. They want to see what the other ones got, and use that as motivation if you lose, and where you're falling short, and use it as confidence building if you win. It is, and it's fun basketball to open the season with the top four teams all playing against each other. You guys haven't let me tease this new thing that we're working on, so I'll leave it completely anonymous. But we've talked to a whole bunch of guys that have been involved in college basketball for a really long time, and. One of the main takeaways that they all share is just the fact that everybody used to play each other, and that's still true at the highest level. And so it's sort of, to me, it's two-sided. 
Montana can't get anybody good to come play them. Because why would you? Mm-hmm. Why would you go play in a place that's a pretty darn good environment against a team that's pretty darn good but you have a chance to lose? Like when Boise State lost here a couple of years ago, they are never coming back. Never. never. Gonzaga will never come to Missoula. Yeah. 20 years ago, everybody play everybody. Yeah. Now everybody plays everybody if they know that if they win, if they beat you or they lose to you, it's still good for them. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the 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 what happens tonight is inconsequential to these teams, except for when it comes. It's not inconsequential. That's the wrong way to say it. But when the seeding comes around, the team that loses the Duke Kansas game will still get credit for playing in the Duke Kansas game. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Right. Sure. And if you win it, it's probably going to be the difference between a one or a two seed. The other thing that too, part I love is this. But I just I wish that there 10. was a little bit more of it. You know what I mean? Like I wish that I wish that Gonzaga would come to Missoula, Montana, for example. You know, and I don't know. In I understand sort of on a one level why you wouldn't because there's more than just that. It's it's not even just the why would you go someplace where you it's a game that you could possibly lose. So why would you go to a place that's on a national uh, you know landscape obscure sure. to play in front of a great crowd in the stadium, but not on any sort of profile. I, I get on, it on any sort of television. I, I get or whatever. it. I, I get it. But it's so, one of the missing factors in. Okay, so last time a Big Sky Conference tournament or a Big Sky Conference team won an NCAA tournament game was when Montana got the 12 seed in 2006. They beat Nevada, but the number one factor in them getting a 12 instead of a 13 or 14, which the Big Sky gets every year, was the fact that Stanford came to Missoula and Montana beat Stanford. It, just one game can change the whole thing. It's also one of the th- reasons why it's been unfortunate, at least from the league perspective, that Weber State hasn't made it to the tournament. In the years that they, because Weaver State has been played in this Beehive Classic, which is probably going to go away. But when they get to play Utah State and BYU, those teams will play them, mm-hmm. and they'll play them on neutral court. Because, like you're saying, because of the audience that's not just in the stadium but el- elsewhere. But a Weaver State team that would have beat BYU and Utah State in recent years that then went to the tournament probably would have had a chance for a higher seed too. Anyways, regardless, back to your point. Well, the the thing that I, what you said is right because listen, Michigan State loses to. Uh, uh, Kentucky. Okay, you're not the number one team in the nation anymore, but your your opportunity to become a number one seed in the tournament has been has been inhibited almost not at all. And moreover, I think just about any coach will tell you if you're a top th- three seed in the tournament, I don't know. Let's put it like this. The bracket, the way the bracket is built, which you have no control over whatsoever, is far more influential to how, quote, easy or hard or whatever tough your situation is than if you are a one seed compared to a two or even a three. Okay? Now, if you get into the four or five seed, the whole, a whole different deal. But if you're a top ten team in the nation, you're occupying a top three seed in the tournament, I think it's a lot more incidental and, you know, outside of maybe that very first game where you are playing a 16 seed that's going to be, you know, presumably a team that you're going to beat outside of Virginia two years ago, um, they, they, that doesn't matter too much. So these, these games, especially very early in the year, I think are, like you said, if you lose it, you're not hurt for that, so why not play that game? Um, what I want to know is, Coulter, the Grizzlies tomorrow night are in, you know, going to be trying to figure out who they are, what their rotations are, which, by the way, almost every team is going to be in that to some extent here in the first week of the season and so forth. But Stanford, even though they've gone on that trip and everything, 
they're picked to be ninth, like you said, ninth or tenth in the Pac-12, which is one well is the worst high major basketball conference in America at this point in time, according to totally you know, basically everybody. How how competitive could this game be? How many points does Sia Bridget score? Do you have any idea? Sia Bridget's going to be ready to roll. I mean, Sia Bridget was ready to roll last year in these big games. I mean, he got to remember that Sia Bridget, first of all, has had a chip on his shoulder since he stepped foot in Missoula, Montana. Yep. Second of all, he was recruited by multiple Pac-12 schools. Like, against Creighton last year, he chose Montana over Creighton, and then he went out and showed his stuff against Creighton, and he had one of his best games of the season. So uh, he's not going to be scared. Can he be the best player on the floor at times? If he can, Montana's got a shot. Arizona's the number 21 team in the nation. Okay, they're a top four team in the Pac-12, which is not great for them and where they've been, but it's still pretty good. They're playing Northern Arizona. They're a 22.5-point favorite. Would you like to guess the number on the Stanford-Montana game? Mm. Say Stanford minus 7. Very good. I'm impressed with you. They're minus 9. Nine-point favorites. Now, how much of that I mean, is... What did Montana lose last time at there in Stanford? They were winning at Stanford mm-hmm. with five minutes to go, and then they didn't make a shot down the stretch, which is what has kind of been the plague of, of Montana in these, uh, quote-unquote, play-up games. Yeah, but I guess I guess the point is is that when you graduate the class that you graduated at the University of Montana a year ago, you think, okay, that was the class that if they were going to do... And they did. I mean, they beat Pitt, an, an awful, awful Pitt team, but they did, they did win a game against an ACC team on the road. Um, if there was a team that was going to do it, it would have been one of those teams. And now all these games uh, against five high major conference schools uh, all on the road in this non-conference is just getting a feel for playing teams like that. But I wouldn't, I just wouldn't quite sell it so easily, especially when, again, Stanford is not a very good basketball team right now. It's not a very good basketball team right now. And like you said, there are some dudes on the uh, on Montana's team who are not going to be. I mean, Kendall Manuel played in the Pac-12. That's where he mm-hmm, transferred mm-hmm, from. Mm-hmm. Timmy Falls has never been scared a day of his life from anything. Doesn't mean, <coughs> excuse me, again that he's going to play well because we've seen him. We we've seen him go the other way too. But sure. you never know how that's going to go, right? Totally. No, I totally agree. And I, I also think there's a real factor here too where. What you said was actually detrimental to Montana. In other words, if this is the year you're going to do it, this is the year, and you're expected to right. win. Like Montana was honestly, there was a lot of scuttle in the little bubble that Montana exists in. Well, yeah, Montana's going to go win multiple Power Five games this year. When that when that is the expectation and the pressure, that's really tough to deal with. Yeah. Whereas if you could, just, Montana hasn't got a chance to be an underdog in multiple years. Now they do. That's going to be a fascinating factor for this team this year. Well. I'm just happy that it's going on. That's all. That's all I'm saying. We send you out now to uh, check out some of that basketball. 123 left in the first half. Duke up by one. 31-30. Great basketball game here early between Duke and Kansas. Enjoy that. Followed by Michigan State, Kentucky on ESPN Radio. We'll see you tomorrow. Two Tell the Waters. Good night. Alpine Touch has been part of the fabric of Montana for more than 60 years. Decades ago, Russell Street started... Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz Athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. 
Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 